0: AB active the hive. Launching new hive sequence. Welcome, welcome to the smart marketing revolution presented by Hidden Force Media with your host Alex Vonderhaar. Welcome to the hive. Yo yo, it's been a minute been uh super busy in the agency, super excited to hop back in with you guys today and go over some things. Um, I'm seeing this trend and I'm seeing it all over the place and it's just, I just shake my head. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Most of these days, I just, I shake my head and wonder how people get away with doing some of this dumb shit. Um, typically it's where I'm seeing is a headline writing. And first and foremost, I've got some tips for you to write better headlines. I've got actually a ton of them, but the first five that I'm going to give you are just straight fire. Uh, The other ones, those are my PS. Those are my extras for you. So take them or leave them. If you really want to get better and utilize your marketing to the best of your abilities, or if you are a marketer and want to level up your game, you can always get better at headline writing. But first and foremost, I try to get something that's a self-interest into every headline that I write. This is making my headline suggest to the reader, the audience, the podcast listener, that there's something that they want. And this rule is so fundamental that it would seem just stupidly obvious. Yet I see people break this rule every day and it's just bad copywriting. And that's all that it comes down to is just bad and lazy copywriting. So, that was my first tip for you. If you didn't catch that, pay attention. First and foremost, you got to get self interest into every headline. You got to make them interested. And number two, if you have news such as like a product or a new sale or something exciting, be sure that that news gets into your headline in a big, bold way. It's got to happen, it's got to be right in their face, and it can't be it can't be weak. It can't be weak language. You can't be using words like can and should and maybe, right? They've got to be big, bold statements with these. My next tip for you, you got to avoid headlines that are just kind of provoking curiosity. Curiosity combined with news or self-interest is a very, very compelling way to kind of pull power throughout your headline, but curiosity on its own is seldom enough. And this fundamental rule is violated more often than I see anybody else, right? Everything in newspapers, magazines, social posts, and even advertising headlines that so-called focus groups spent millions of dollars creating. Um, if you can't get that curiosity element just right and power that, and it's the way we use it in the agency is like this. Curiosity, if I'm letting my copywriters or my ad writers use curiosity, they have to be able to anchor it back to uh, self-interest first. And then if we can't get a strong self-interest angle, then typically we're going to try to bind it with something from the news. So I would avoid headlines that are just barely provoking curiosity because they're weak and nobody really cares and they know that it's gossip or it's um, it's just fly-by-night information, so they really don't want to pay attention to it. So if you're going to use it, try to make it with the angle of self-interest. My fourth tip for you this is more of like a red flag. Don't step in that nonsense over there. When possible, headlines that paint a gloomy or a negative side of the picture, take the cheerful angle. Try to spread some positivity. There's a ton of neuromarketing research out there around positive versus negative marketing. Um, Carol Weincheck or no, um, Susan Wiencheck, from uh, the book Neuromarketing or Neurosites, one of the two, I can't remember. It's late in the day and I've had a long one for you. They did a ton of research around this, around taking more of a positive approach with your headlines and your website development. You're always going to be able to outperform the negative. My last main one for you before we get into some extra goodies is in the headline, you need to try to suggest that there's a quick and easy way for the readers to get something they want. Now, for all of you people that like to get up my butt and DM me shit, I know that that last one sounds a lot like the first one, and it kind of is, but hopefully that gets the point across to you that it has to be quick and easy, and it has to be buried in self-interest for this headline to work. And for the men and women who want to work less and earn more, I would sum all this up in a few words as... What people have wanted ever since the world began is to just have an easier and simpler life without the headache and friction in the middle. If You guys can do that. I promise you, you're going to outperform any platform, any paid ad, any organic copy will just skyrocket for you if you can just learn to nail the headline. So now that we've set down some like five fundamental rules for writing a great headline, I want us to start thinking about headline writing that's been um, actually tested by some of our sales. So here's, I've got about 13 of them. So if you want to listen, great. If not, you're missing out on something special. Number one, a sensible point of view to take in writing a headline is this. You have to try to decide what would make you buy the product. Actually try to discover this in your own mind. What argument would you make against it or for the writing of the headline? Part with good money in order to buy the product or service that you're trying to advertise. Then express in a few words this reason for buying it. That's your headline. You're burying it in self-interest. Number two, don't try to make your headline so short that it fails to express your idea. Yes, you want to be direct and to the point. No, you don't want to have it ramble on for hours and hours and hours. But I'm telling you, lengthy headlines really don't work that great. Except, because there is always one exception, and I'm going to throw it at you, because I learned it from getting my ass chewed and learning a very hard and painful lesson, they're great for travel. For whatever reason, getting like a long travel headline is phenomenal. If your clients are traveling from a long distance even, even if it's not for like the travel industry, which this does work really well for, anything related to travel, long headlines do well. No idea why, can't explain it, they just do. Tip number three, avoid the dead headline. The type of headline that sounds like as if it was written or carved on a bronze tablet or uttered in some weird board of directors room, right? Unusual times, unusual values, the value in quality, true optimism, right? It's so dead and boring. We have to get past this. On the flip side, which is my fourth tip for you, avoid headlines that are too smart. People don't want to feel dumb. You don't want the readers to simply take your product and have them explain how clever, right? When have you ever picked up a product and said, how clever of them? They did such a crazy job. So if they read like banquet size, family-wise, why not give emeralds away? It's all horseshit. All of it. You know it. I know it. They know it. Just don't do it. Tip number five, avoid meaningless headlines. We all know the meaningless headline. Doesn't tell you anything, doesn't drive the story, doesn't get you to read the next line, which, if you followed me for a while, you know is the number one rule. It's the number one rule of copywriting. Just get them to read the next line. I promise. Just trust me. Just get them to read the next line. Number six. One way to persuade people to read an advertisement is to suggest in the headline that the copy contains useful information. Who would have guessed? I led right into it. See how I did that? It's almost like I've practiced a little bit. You guys get me. Um, how to improve your handwriting is a good example. Or um, Billy Jean's page on growing arm hair. Right there's a ton of stuff you can do with that. My next point: get the big point of your advertisement into your headline. Use your headline as a hook to reach out and catch that person's attention and try to get them interested. It's an old saying in the shoemaker's children usually have poor shoes. Below, I've got some examples for us. That was a note to myself. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, we're not going to go through those examples. Those actually kind of suck on my own example. Number eight, because I don't like to waste your time. Although curiosity alone is seldom enough to make a good headline, it is an excellent idea to try to get curiosity into your self-interest headlines. I've got a, two examples. Now, these are actually like, because so I was thinking about these for a while. How I save myself from baldness. Make $2,000 a day. Notice how these headlines are improved by revising them so they arouse curiosity in addition to offering the consumer actually what they want. They want money. They don't want to go bald, right? So how do we get to kind of punch that up a little bit? let's do it this way. How a strange accident saved me from baldness. Or is $2,000 a day worth a postage stamp? I've piqued your interest. We've got a little bit of curiosity. Hey, I can afford a postage stamp and I want to avoid that strange incident. Advertisements, when we start to use these types of headlines, um, I studied a lot of magazines and I studied a shitload of infotainment So the idea that I would go and get the National Enquirer and bring it back and just start reading through all of that is exactly where I would recommend you guys start if you're trying to learn how to do this a little bit better. Uh, Some more examples with the other headlines that I had kind of in my uh, scribble notes to the side. Men may not admit it, but children shrieked with joy. Yeah, I, I didn't think that one would go well for bald men, but we gave it a shot. Number nine. Headlines that are merely a statement of fact are not effective in getting people to read copy. Um, they tried this a lot with toothpaste, believe it or not, and with uh, it led to the 9 out of 10 doctors after they tried this for years and it failed horribly. But I will point out something at the end after I read this because it's super important. When dull film covers teeth, smiles lose fascination. So, this does actually implement a element of neuromarketing, which is to get some level of physical hook back into the body. So the reason they add glycerin, which is the element in toothpaste that makes your teeth feel shiny, is because a bunch of marketers sat into a room and said, how do we get people to constantly feel that they need to brush their teeth? You get them to lick their teeth with their tongues. everybody typically has both of those elements. And if they don't feel smooth and silky, Then they know they've got to brush them, therefore use their product. So when they used to write, when dull film covers teeth, smiles lose fascination. They got people to start flipping that over into feeling for the sense of your teeth so you can layer in some good neuromarketing principles to elevate. Hopefully that's a good nugget for you. Most people don't know that one. Number 10. The logo type at the bottom of an ad can be considered part of the headline if it's done correctly. And you'll notice this, um, the New York Times Business Training Institute has a really great one. Um, They did one on copy and illustration. And if you guys Google this, End Money Worries, the New York Times Business Training Institute, you'll find some really cool ones. Um... There's just a ton of different ways that you can see how this implements into part of the headline. DeBears does a great job of this with their Diamonds Are Forever campaign. They'll layer in text in different areas, even as sub-headlines. So I have the logo type and the uh, text type match and kind of counterbalance each other. And that leads me into number 11. What is the true logo type is also true of the picture used to illustrate whatever ad we're running. Whether that's social, whether that's, which is where most people lose context on this, by the way. They don't take into consideration how the logo type and the face type of everything and how that works together with their ad. Something to keep in mind. You'll notice this a lot with old school magazines. They used to all have this really big, fat, thick font. And it was because they knew they had to be able to counterbalance this out a little bit. Number 12, and please, I'm begging you, on the on the number 12. We only got two more. Please don't make your headline hard to grasp. If the headline requires thought and is not clear at the first glance, nobody's going to read it. You're going to lose their attention for only a single involuntary second is when we have them. And if it's confusing, they're not going to go. I promise you keep it clean. Keep it simple. People will figure out the pieces that you're trying to get them to connect most of the time. Um. Let's look at this from a few different ones. Dependability, a word that grew out of a fact. The fuck does that mean? Nobody knows, nobody cares. Coming and going through New Orleans, the touring thousands pause and refresh themselves. Touring headline was long, hard to grasp. If every wife knew that every widow knows, no husband would be without life insurance. Doesn't make sense. Don't get it. Not not easy to grasp. Remember, readers' attentions are short. Social media, super short. Billboards, even shorter. Moving on. Number 13, and my final one for you, because I like to deliver. Do not run advertisements without headlines. Some advertisers do this, and it is a mistaken notion that it's smart and modern and sophisticated. I'm promising you, It's because they don't do their testing and whether it's through AI or whether it's through focus groups or whether it's through market research, every single one of them will come back and tell you that marketing with headlines work better every single time. These advertisers typically do not realize that the only person who reads their copy is the proofreader who is paid to read it. So you can't expect people just to read your message unless you give them something first. And that something first has to be in the headline. It's a powerful reason for them to engage with you. And to run advertisements without headlines is like opening a store without hanging out a sign to tell people what the store is. Hey, just come on in, take a look around. We don't know what we sell. So a few customers may dribble in, but let's be honest, most of the prospective customers are gonna be lost in the noise. And if you're out there just creating noise, You're getting lost and you're going to lose clients and you're going to lose business if you're the business owner listening to this or if your marketing agency is doing this and you're the business owner, got to let them go. So are there exceptions to the rules? It is one in which an excellent picture of the product is used. For example, a beautiful four-color picture or a bowl of delicious peaches with the name Del Monte the bottom of the page conveys a message without a headline. You get it. You get what it stands for. Could it use a headline? Probably. But as a lesson, I want you to please, 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 please write solid headlines. Doesn't seem like a lot, but I promise it'll change your game.